Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our uh, nightly encouragement here. It's Thursday night, uh, December the 3rd. We trust all is well with you and trust that our uh, encouragement, our teaching uh, tonight will be a blessing to you as we just kind of doing a little uh, prayer wake up. Uh, we've already started our new prayer uh, schedule uh, in which we're praying on uh, uh, Friday, excuse me, Saturday night, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Uh, I invite you to be in those prayer meetings. Nothing helps strengthen your personal prayer life like being in corporate prayer. We're going to go to Philippians tonight and begin to look at a scripture there. I've got a couple of, oh, I've got two or three translations here we can look at. Uh, let's, I'm beginning in the King James. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Uh, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your uh, requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. So here, uh, the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Philippi and the church at Galveston is encouraging us to pray. It says in verse uh, uh, six there, it says, be careful for nothing. That literally means do not worry. Let me read this in the, in the Passion Translation. It says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow for you are, anoint you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship, for our Lord is near. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. I like this. Be saturated in prayer. Be saturated in prayer through each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, real, honorable, and admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure, holy, and merciful, and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. What a, what a great word. Amplified says, uh, uh, it says, talking about the peace of God, it says, the peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, several of our little nightly encouragements have caused this, uh, this uh, scripture to come to the forefront about how this type of prayer causes us to remain at peace. You know, I know it's a wonderful thing to get an answer in prayer. you got to specific thing that you need or something that you want or praying over whatever it is in life and all of a sudden you get the answer. I've always noticed in my own life personally, it was never when that answer manifested that peace came. It's when I prayed, I believed I received and had the joy of reception in my, type of, in my time of prayer that the peace of God came. And, and as the word says, that peace will do what? It will garrison your mind. It will guard your mind. So a couple of things let's just kind of review as this is a review and kind of a, you know, stirring up your desire to pray on the inside. Number one, we said it early as we started this, prayer is an acquired skill. It's something you have to work at. You know, every relationship in your life, they're all on different levels. You have a, you know, the, the, the ones that are really important, the ones that you really must work on, and that is like your marriage, your, your husband and wife relationship. You know, I've noticed this over the years in, in dealing with married couples. 
Married, uh, married couples that end up uh, in a lot of trouble and turmoil, many times it happens very quickly, like within two or three years. That always happens because of a lack of communication. Uh, the enemy is always wanting to stifle the communication between a husband and wife or between a wife and a husband. Uh, there's always intimidation there. There's always, you know, manipulation. He's always trying to take some evil little something and throw it in and try to put a wedge in between the husband and the wife. But the thing that really guards against that is your ability to communicate. Husbands, to communicate with your wife. Wife, communicate with your husband. That builds a bond. That builds a trust. And none of that, none of that manipulation, none of that intimidation that the enemy tries to use can breach that. Leah and I, when we first got married, we had to really work on that. Uh, there were times when Leah would just, just grab me and look me in the eye and say, talk to me, talk to me. And, and there were times where I had to do the same thing where we just had to, had to sit down we had to communicate. We had to get things out in the open. Uh, if there was forgiveness that was needed or repentance that, need, that, that needed to happen, uh, uh, we did that. And that strengthened our marriage. It strengthened our relationship because in our fellowship, we had communion. You know, we can talk about all the fellowship of a, of a marriage covenant, the physical fellowship, the, uh, you know, everything that goes with it. But I'll tell you, the thing that strengthens the relationship of the marriage stronger than anything else is communication. The same thing is true of your spiritual walk. You know, so many Christians, they only pray a prayer of panic. They only pray when things are really difficult. They don't really see prayer as a tool to get to know God. Listen, if you got to know me, you would have to you would have to talk to me. You'd have to get to know me, what my likes, my dislikes, my, you know, things that, are, things that uh, I like to talk about, things that I didn't like to talk about. And over a period of time, you would begin to understand how I thought. You know, I guess the person that knows how I think more than anyone else is Leah. Leah knows how I think because she has communicated. I mean, uh, things, the way I think, how I think the way I think, all of those things she has picked up on over the years through communication, the fellowship part. That communication, us just talking one with another. The same thing is true with God. Prayer begins on the level of communication. God's already initiated it. He's already given you an entire book in which he's communicating to you. One of the best books to study when it comes to prayer and intimacy with God is the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is, is the prayer manual, the prayer and praise manual of an entire nation, the nation of Israel, which transcends that, that, that old covenant and pours over into the new covenant with inspiration and examples of how men like David how they talked to God, uh, how their communication with God was, was recognized in heaven, how, how God sent answers into their life. So profound, so amazing. God was doing everything he could do to keep that righteous lineage alive, to get the, the seed of Abraham into the earth so that mankind could be redeemed. God hasn't changed. As much as he wanted to talk to David, he wants to talk to you. So you have to understand, God has already initiated. People say, well, if God really moved on me to pray, I would pray. Why would you wait for that? Why would you wait for some, you know, great disaster in your life or some great physical moving? I'd say this, some sensational thing that happens to you that tries to move you into prayer is not God. God does not act that way. God is not sensational. God is supernatural. And every day and every moment of the day, is an invitation in your life to communicate with God. So understand, number one, most basic principle of prayer, prayer is communication. Prayer is also dialogue. There's a difference between a, a monologue. A monologue is like a speech. 
Somebody gets up and gives a speech. There's no reaction from the crowd. There's no reaction from anybody else. They just get up and begin to make statements. They begin to say things. There's just just continual flow of information from them. There's no interaction. But see, prayer should never be like that. Sure, you should talk. Sure, you should speak. I'm telling you, the Bible says over in the book of James, James, that the effectual fervent prayer That means there are times where you need to be fervent in prayer. That means you may raise your voice a little louder. You may be a little more expletive with your hands. And you just, you know, you're you're in there. You're talking with God. You're communicating with God. And out of that communication comes a dialogue. That's something that we practiced in that 122 days of prayer that I hope people picked up on was we would pray an hour, hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. Then we'd just sit, sit quietly in the presence of God. Sometimes five minutes, sometimes seven minutes, sometimes ten minutes. We would just sit quietly in the presence of God. And, and you know, uh, there was not a lot of prophesying, tongues and interpretation of tongues. Uh, really, I personally uh, made sure that that time was available to every person in that corporate prayer meeting to sit quietly in the presence of God. After an hour, an hour and 15 minute of fer- minutes of fervent prayer, they could begin to experience what? God speaking back to them. His turn to communicate. His turn, his, his time to begin to say to us. Many times, I, I've learned this over, the, uh, over uh, the years of my prayer life. I would pray and it seemed like God wouldn't say anything. There would be no impression in my spirit. There'd be no still small voice. There'd be really nothing uh, that was there that I could put my finger on and say, well, you know, I'm trying to do this thing. I'm not trying to uh, get up and, you know, uh, have a monologue with God. I want it to be a dialogue, but I really don't sense anything he's saying into my spirit. I don't, there's no still small voice. There's no vision. There's no, there's no dream. There's no, uh, you know, uh, there's no great uh, supernatural thing that's happening. But you know, when I go back to the word of God, and just begin in my study or go back and review a scripture. There's even been times when, when uh, there's, a, there's a, a man that sends me a scripture every day, a friend of mine in Hawaii that I, that I was able to uh, uh, be a little blessing to. And he's just taken that blessing and become a blessing to hundreds of people. And, and I get a, a scripture from him every day. Sometimes that scripture, I'll say that, that's, that's it right there. Uh, there's been times when Lee and I have been praying together and I'll hear that that little noise on my phone and I'll know uh, that that's, that's Tommy sending me my scripture for the day and I'll go and that scripture will be the word of the Lord, the word of God. There's been other times the Bible have just fallen open, a note that I'd written something and God would say, now here, here's me speaking to you. And it would begin, sometimes it would begin a, a process of several days in which God would begin to speak and God would begin to speak and God would begin to speak and I'd see it in the Word and I'd sense it in my spirit. I'd get the, that still small voice. Sure, that takes time to develop, but that is time well spent. Listen, the destination is worthy of the journey to get there in prayer where you want to pray, you desire to pray. You desire to pray as an individual and you desire to pray with your corporate body or with the church. Now notice what it says again, not to get away from our scripture. To be careful for nothing or do not worry, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Prayer could, could indicate all types of prayer. So in our, in, our, in our very basic things that we're looking at, prayer is communication with God. Prayer is not a, a, a monologue. It's a dialogue. Then we would like to say this. Prayer takes on many disciplines. There's many disciplines to prayer. You know, you started out in this thing with a prayer of salvation. 
Uh, hopefully you don't pray the, uh, the prayer of salvation every day. Hopefully when you prayed the prayer of salvation the first time, you received the answer. You got saved. Hey man, the answer came. You were born again. What a joyous moment in your life that was when you passed from death into life and from darkness into life. Answered prayer. You began this walk with prayer. Then if you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, God gave you a prayer tool that's beyond imagination. We may mention that a little bit tomorrow about uh, how praying in the Spirit affects you. But there's, there's prayer in the Spirit. Uh, there's prayers of petition. That's the supplication that we're talking about. What do you want? What are you asking God for? Uh, there's much that I'm asking God for right now. I've, I've never backed off. I, I've, I've seen this attitude. And I may have had some of that young in the ministry of, well, you know, I, I, I just, you know, that over there, I don't know if I would really want to ask God for that. Or that over there, you know, it wouldn't seem as spiritual. Maybe something God would speak to me and say, no, I want you to have that or I want you to do that. And I think, well, you know, Lord, it's, that's really, uh, 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 really not a big deal. Listen, it's those little things in life that you pray over that help you understand how much God wants to answer the big things. I remember one time, I took apart a gun, and I couldn't get that gun back together. I had the instruction. I still couldn't get it back together. And I went and prayed. I prayed for an hour, and I just asked God. I said, God, I know you put your spirit in me. It's upon me. I've come, and I've prayed, and I'm asking you in the name of your son, Jesus, help me put this gun back together. That means nothing to you. That means nothing to anybody else. That means nothing. But it did to me is piece by piece by piece, I literally, by the voice of God in my spirit, put that gun back together and it functioned like it was supposed to. It was an amazing, it was an amazing answer to prayer to me. And I've seen much bigger, greater, grander prayers answered. But that little prayer, I remember a couple of times I've lost things and I've said, God, I've got to find this. This is lost. And maybe one day I remember it was like three days and three days later, the spirit of God spoke to me and showed me exactly where that was. Something that would not mean anything to you, but to me, it meant everything. Anyone in your life that you see that's willing to be involved in the, in the small things of your life to bring blessing, you will trust with the greater things of your life. So there's prayers of petition, prayers of intercession, uh, there's prayers of praise and worship, there's prayers of consecration, there's prayers of commitment. Commitment and consecration many times have to do with the will of God in your life, where you just basically give your life to God and commit or consecrate yourself to whatever God's telling you to do, trusting God for His outcome. If you will do that, all of those things in areas of your life, you will end up at the last part of this you will be able to pray and bring supplication with thanksgiving. That means every prayer ought to end with a thank you, Lord. I believe I receive it. I call it mine in Jesus' name. If you will do that, I guarantee you, your life of thanksgiving, your, uh, we're fixing to, uh, well, actually when we're filming this, we've already had thanksgiving. This is kind of the thanksgiving season. But thanksgiving is what? It is the giving of thanks. And one of the key indications that you have received from something from God is your ability to thank God for it, even though you may not be experiencing it or holding it in your hand, but you thank God for it. It's called glorifying God, giving God the glory. Abraham did it before Isaac was ever born. He said he glorified God. And one day he held Isaac in his hand. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow night, and we'll wind this up. Hallelujah.